Hey, Matt. Hey, Andrew. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? How's things? Yeah, very good. Thanks. The absolute epitome of the white room today. I feel like I'm in some sort of asylum. <laughs> it's uh, so yeah, this way I have a window, obviously giving me some nice light. Uh, but uh, that way I don't have uh, I don't have anything. So how's your week been? Yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, all good with you? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, um, I think seeing that the traffic um, uh, is back to normal, I'd actually almost say uh, worse than ever. Uh, so I think that's um, as much as that's yeah. difficult to negotiate. It's a positive sign here locally, and uh, a few more of a um, few more of my uh, friends, colleagues, etc., have been travelling uh, to kind of different parts of the country. So I think we're seeing that as well, which is um, you know yeah. good. It's positive. It's a move in the right direction, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, return to normal life almost, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Return to yeah. normality. Still, obviously, just yes. a mask on, but I think uh, I think we can all cope with that if businesses businesses progressive, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hi to everyone who's joined. We've got a few more who are dropping in now as well. So um, glad you guys can make it. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll just give everyone a couple of minutes and then what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll get started. But I think um, I think just in just before we do that, Andrew, I think I mean, maybe we can talk about what we've what's caught our eye this week. Yeah, we could do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think um, I think we can jump on that. I think look, with in line directly in line with essentially kind of it being busier. I think the big news from from a work perspective was obviously um, you know Tim Cook, CEO over at Apple, talking about this um, you know return to office, right? Um, okay. So I guess the the what is it WFO, so work from home, mm -hmm. and RTO, which is return to office, and it seems like there's people very much in in either camp at the moment right there seems to be a lot yeah. more employers in the return to office camp and a lot more employees from the uh, work uh, from office camp uh, work from home camp so i think it was just interesting that he's basically lined out essentially saying that look starting september they're not going back to full return they're going back to a three-day week um obviously after you know over a year of working remotely um, so he said, I thought it was quite poignant that this kind of sentence, I just want to lift from his, his kind of, uh, speech was video conference calling has narrowed the distance between us. Um, uh, but there's, there's some things that can simply not, uh, cannot replicate. Right. Um, and, and I'd go along with that. Right. I, I think that obviously, you know, as much as, as you are as close as close can be, um, yep. you know, when we actually see each other, there's a different type of interaction than, than kind of over a zoom. Or, or team score, right? And, and we're very close. So, you know, if you're if you're dealing with a, you know, perhaps with a client perspective or someone that's not 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 has that closeness, there's obviously yeah. additional distance to that. Um, so, on the back of that, what's happened is that 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 kind of some of the employees have got together, you know, and, and raised their concerns basically. Um, Apple, so, so Apple, Apple, Apple employees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So Apple employees have have kind of raised their concerns. Yeah. They've listed out um, kind of five different things that they want to address or be looked at. Um, mm -hmm. So they're requesting that that they consider remote and location and flexible decisions um, for a team. So so you know have a look at that. Um, yeah. they're, they're looking at a company wide uh, reoccurring kind of short survey uh, to kind of give transparency. Um, they're asking about uh, employee churn. So has there been any churn associated to, uh, to people coming back or people threatening to leave as a, as a result of that? 
Um, they also want to want to kind of a clear plan of what does it look like, you know, offsite, remote, hybrid, you know, what is that right. as opposed to this kind of moving goalpost environment, um, you know, and then also they, what I thought was very interesting is they're requesting insight into the environmental impact of returning to onsite um, and how that could affect location flexibility. So I think, I guess they're talking about potentially I don't know, driving to the office, possibly um, emissions sure. and, you know, things like that. So I thought, I thought it was interesting how all of them were very direct to the individual. And the last one was environmental. So I mean, what, what do you think? Where, where's, where's your kind of head at in this, you know, um, this, this kind of work from home or remote, remote piece? Yeah. Look, I mean, first and foremost, it's going to be, this is something we're just going to see more and more of, right? And um, mm. and this is this is stuff that's happening, I think, across every company, pretty much everywhere in the world yeah. right now. You know, so yeah. obviously when it's, when it's Apple, it gets publicized more. Um, yeah. But look, I think the reality is, is if, uh, you know, if companies, you know, I, I think our chain of thought very quickly on in COVID last year was that if, if everyone is comfortable working from wherever they want to work, as long as they feel productive, um, then then we're good with it. I mean, you know, the commute, we realized very quickly in how much time we were use, uh, losing exactly. each day, tra traveling to work, yeah. traveling, you know, yeah. um, you know, traveling back and then obviously between meetings and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I look at flexible working is a way forward i think for everyone yeah. i mean even if, if apple is saying three days a week i'm sure there'll be some compromise on that anyway yeah but, um yeah i mean i think the yeah, thing is now see, that a year see. a year is a a year is a long time in mm -hmm. anyone's life and, and i think the thing is that a lot of people you know have made that decision that they're never going to go back to the office and that may oh. be you know a mental decision or it may be a, a an investment decision where they they've moved they've moved away they've they've yeah, kind of you know not not close to the office anymore anything like that right yeah. Well, look, do you remember early on? So we, we, we obviously ran a survey internally. Um, yeah. Christ, must be two or three weeks after we were locked down for after. the first time, right? Yeah. Assuming right. that everything was yeah. going to get back to normal relatively quickly. And, um, and the sentiment was very different to what it was a few months later. So, you know, the question mm. at that time was, uh, you know, where do you want to work from? Do you want to work from home? And I think we had like 80% of people come back and say, look, I want to work from the office. I miss the office. I want to work yeah. from the office. Yeah, Three months yeah. later, we announced the whole company, hey, offices open, feel free to come in. And we had one person in, right? And and and, <laughs> and so we 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 realized, I mean, it's it, it is about look, if you want to go in, the office is open. If you don't yeah. want to go in, actually it's fine as long as you know, and I think it, it depends on the type of business, but in our type of business, yes. if you're not productive, you get found out very quickly. That's right. Um and so as long as people were productive then and you know, so be it. I don't really care where you are, right? I think it's it's mm. more about making sure you're comfortable and in, in a good environment. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I wonder, yeah, I think I think it'd be interesting, like you said, I think Apple, you know, the Googles of the world, they all get publicized, right? I think that mm -hmm. a lot of other organizations are going through similar uh, similar challenges and, and we'll yeah. just see how this kind of plays out. And I also feel like that also has some cultural uh, you know, attention as well in this part of the world. I yeah. think there's there's more of a push or a drive to see the person working in front of you and so they can walk out the desk and see that versus perhaps somewhere else where that the, the idea yeah. the very idea of remote work in this part of the world was almost laughable pre-covid so i think there's yeah. there's some interesting change ahead 
What's um what's what's caught your eye? Because that was that was the one that kind of first popped up in mind. What about you? Yeah, it's one. It was one I saw uh, saw a few days ago. I was reading reading an article and um and it was uh, about people who die while holding um, basically you know digital wallets or, or sort of you know crypto wallets and yeah, yeah. Um, and because because the idea of you know the very kind of nature of it is that it's very secretive, very secure. Um, people are dying with thousands and thousands of bitcoins in, in, under their ownership, and nobody then knows now to access it. Um, yeah. and it. And it was really interesting because, you know, again, first and foremost, you know, a lot of say younger people are perhaps holding uh, holding digital currency compared to maybe slightly older people, um, and so they're probably not expecting to suddenly be run over or whatever it is, right? And then. Um, but there's been so many cases where people have been like, look, my husband's got all of our savings in crypto. Uh, how do I access it? And they're like, well, unless you have the passcodes or unless you have this, you can't really access it. And, and people, you're talking about millions, well, millions, if not billions of uh, dollars of, of, of wealth that's just uh, essentially been lost. And, and then I started looking into this a bit more and, and apparently 20% of, um, of kind of, you know, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoins are lost, right? Within sort of wallets. Um, 20%. Where people are over 20%, right? And so, mm. so, so when I started looking at, okay, how much is that? Uh, so that's 3.7 million Bitcoin, which is just kind of like lost or out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so if we look at that in real money, that's $140 billion um, of, of, of essentially, you know, Bitcoins that are just, you know, lost. Never going to be able to get back. Inaccessible. Never going to be able to get back. Yeah, and that's it. So mm. so I thought that was quite interesting. Um, and also just on the industries that obviously spin off on the back of people understanding this. So yeah. already on the back of this, uh, and I hadn't even heard of, of this as a real, you know, thing, but it apparently is now. Um, and there's two parts. So one, now you've got uh, sort of crypto inheritance businesses that are setting up. And what right. they're doing is basically saying, we can manage your sort of, you know, we can, you know, essentially we can sort of execute your, your will if, um, you know, if you store all of your digital assets with us or give us access or whatever that format is, which I think is quite interesting. But then you almost look at the uh, disruptive part of this as well, which is actually, does that mean now your sort of will executors, which are maybe traditionally lawyers or, or whatever that is, are they open to disruption now? Because look, if people are going to have all different kinds of assets, then actually your traditional law firm probably can't handle this, right? So, no. you know, what does this create? You know, there's a new brand new industry that's about to kind of pop up because, you know, the reality is people are dying all the time. And now if if what makes up their assets and their portfolios is mm. is kind of changing, then, um, then like with anything related to this space, there's an opportunity. So, so it's 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 really interesting. I think um, you know in terms of what what will happen in this space. But um, yeah, caught my eye, and I just just got me thinking. So I thought thought it'd be good to share. Yeah, no, I mean interesting. The um, we were talking about NFTs last week, you know, and how how obviously the younger folk are going to uh, see digital assets and the ownership of that. So you're only going to see that space grow. So um, again, I mean, just like the Bitcoin, you know, if it's sat, sat in a wallet somewhere, that that NFT that you know. The, the Charlie one we spoke about last week, that guy, you know, there's $850,000 uh, worth that's just kind of in the ether, right? Yeah. And it's, I tell you what's interesting as well. They, um, 
Well, no, again, just just reading report on this, you've got people saying, well, actually now what I've done is I've, I've basically um, written down all my passwords and I've done all of that kind of stuff just in case something happens. My wife now knows what to do. I mean, mm. it's no different to writing down your bank details and I mean, or your credit card number, right? I mean, this is kind of where we're in again, where which almost defeats yeah. the objective. So it's definitely there's definitely space here, uh, you know, for for businesses that really kind of get this right. But uh, but again, you know, yeah. what, 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 one of my good friends, um, he he basically uses his contacts on his phone and has all of his passwords saved as people, which I think is right. pretty smart. So it's kind of like it's people, you know, which is which is quite cool, and phone numbers and stuff, which I think is yeah. quite quite cool because um, it's obviously backed up and everything, and it's not necessarily something yeah. you'd ordinarily, you know, do that. Whereas obviously, quite a lot of people have a folder called passwords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. That's another way of doing it. So, I mean, we tell you any anything else caught your eye before we move on, Andrew? Yeah, I think it. Um, we kind of joked about this last week um, with old Jeff Bezos. Uh, it's difficult to do a growth show and, and the amount of growth that that guy, you know, just kind of inflicts on all of us um, without, without, you know, a week goes by and, and huge announcement, you know, kind of he made, uh, I think two days ago was that he's essentially going to be um, heading up into space, right, on his, uh, on his Blue Origin rocket. And I just, yeah. two, two parts of this came to mind. One was, you know, that's real uh, kind of, uh, that's real, that, that really putting your your kind of money where your mouth is as it were as far as you know trust in your trust in your brand and trust in your product right um yeah. you know going to be jumping on there and heading up to space i don't think elon's done that yet on on space uh X, on dragon but the other part of me was like this feels very much like a movie um where you know jeff bezos richest man in the world <laughs> on those powerful people in the world goes up as a rocket in a space and kind of just doesn't come back. It felt like, you know, Matthew McConaughey is going to play him in about 20 years time or something. <laughs> it, it really does. Right. I mean, when I, when I kind of heard this, you're like, okay, this is, um, I mean, he's, uh, I was, I think I was listening to, an, to a podcast the other day and, uh, and, um, they were saying, why, why would, uh, why would Bezos do this? Actually it was yesterday. It was last night I was listening to it. And, and, right. and obviously this just got announced, right? And they were yeah. like, why, why would Bezos do this? And, and the other guy was like, well, it's completed life. Right? I mean, it's like done. <laughs> so what else is, what else is kind of led? <laughs> when you're in that position where you can actually say, yeah, I've kind of, I've completed, I'm done. I mean, it. you know, why not? Uh, anyway, I mean, let's see. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, we'll have yeah. to see, uh, see where it goes from, right? Yeah. So cool. Let's let's get into the main topic today, then. Um, yeah. Do you want to do you want to have a refresher? Because there are some people sure. in in the room that that um that are new to this. We've also got some people that have watched the previous disruptive series. But we we basically um this is our fourth week now on on you know uh, essentially there was an article that came out talking about the least trusted professions. Um. So this was a piece of research that was done locally. We felt as though it resonated across, you know, the kind of world globally as far as some of those uh, particular industries we've covered. Uh, last week was uh, real estate. Prior to that, we had banking. And then the very first one that we looked at was recruitment. Um, yeah. And I think each one of us has kind of, you know, touched or been involved in, in some of those industries. So I feel like out of all of them, this particular industry this week is, is probably the one that may have uh, all of us have impacted or come across at some time. 
it's difficult to find someone that hasn't in, interacted with either two of these. And that was telemarketers and financial advisors. So I almost felt some of the audience skin crawl when I said financial advisors there, especially if you're in this uh, part of the Middle East, as we've got some people there. Um, so yeah, this is this is the, deep, the, the, the kind of deep dive on that. And, and you know, essentially, we, we kind of take a look at each one of these industries and kind of picks it apart. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what's from a trust perspective, I mean, you know, if, if I talk about, you know, telemarketers or financial advisors, where does, where did well, your today, head go today, straight away? So, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I think, I think what's really interesting with this is, um, is I think when we, when we're talking about telemarketers specifically, um, again, not much has changed, right? You get these phone calls, yeah. you don't know the numbers, and then someone literally gets onto, gets onto that kind of sales pitch directly. I think the, the most dreaded words when I do pick up one of these, is that, is that one there? The, the most, the most dreaded words are that, you know, straight away, I know exactly what this is, is when I get someone saying, hi, am I speaking to Mr. Amit? And I know at that point, this is someone who's going to try and sell me something, right? Because I'm on so many of these lists and, yeah, and, and it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a constant barrage, right? It's, it's um, you know, there's sort of multiple um, phone calls that happen on a daily basis now. And, um, and, and so, you know, I think it's just kind of, I think, I think it's well worth us kind of looking into this. Do we think there's a role for telemarketers? And, and, and we do. I mean, so just just for kind of full transparency, we invested in a in a telemarketing uh, business uh, twelve months ago because um, there's room for it in the market. But what I think what what we want to talk about today more than anything else is is strategically what are these what can these kind of companies do, right? What does this industry need to do um, to kind of rid themselves of that you know that initial two seconds of a, of a client interaction where suddenly, you know, this is not going to be a good call. Um, exactly. you know, how, how do we kind of, how do we kind of flip that around? How do we kind of help these kinds of businesses? Um, I feel as if we've done that with a company that we've, we've been working with, uh, there's definitely been a mindset shift. Um, so I thought it would just, yeah, it'd be good to kind of go into that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think, I think, uh, I think it's, it's, it's prime. It's definitely prime. So I guess then, I mean, look, the, I, I think first and foremost, you know, I feel like current kind of problem with this is, you know, everyone has a story as you just mentioned there, right? And as I, as you were, you were speaking even, most, even though it's on, not on cue, someone was calling from a number that's unknown, right? Um, yeah. And I think obviously, you know, we, we, we get a lot of that and going back to, you know, even when we're, we're kids and stuff, you know, you, you kind of, know about it, cold calls to the house and things like that. So I feel like from a trustworthy perspective, you know, this is an industry that has essentially been so untrustworthy that they've now put legislation in place that, that you you can't mm-hmm. just cold call, you can't call individuals uh, apparently, but you still can. So I think that, that that's a problem in itself when you're legislating against something that obviously is is, is there and out in the world, right? I think that causes yeah. um, some, some, some issues. Uh, from, from that point, but 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 I almost feel as much as as much as you know it's an annoyance. Over the last year, I felt as though I felt as though that actually I don't mind answering the phone. Um, okay, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay to to kind of accept some calls. Um, you know, the, the, it feels I, I've even spoken to some clients recently on a phone call. 
because because for whatever reason our lives have turned into Zoom, okay. so or okay. Teams or whatever, um, you know, and 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 now you you kind of you're constantly seeing each other or and so I just I wonder if you felt similar or I mean are you kind of more accepting and more open to receiving some of these calls so as much as you know it is frustrating are we are we out there engaging with them yeah I, I lost you for a second but just so, we, so basically you're saying that you don't mind receiving calls so much now is that is that just for, was that because of COVID or what was the reason for that yeah yeah I think I think it, I was just saying there that the um you know it's, it's quite unusual I've, I've kind of taken to calling people again so there was a time famously I think mm -hmm. when Gary V said a couple of years ago you know you'll be whatsapping someone you'll message someone they'll try and call you you won't answer and you'll write back why are you trying to call me I don't want to talk to you right so it's almost like yeah. people just didn't want to talk at all but I felt yeah. during COVID for whatever reason perhaps it's a being remote or 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 you know having a lack of connection um, or just this, you know, constant kind of video barrage. Perhaps we just want to go a bit old school and, and, and kind of pick up the phone. Now, I don't know if that's, you know, just me or if it's, it's other yeah, people. Think, no, no, I think, yeah, look, I think, I think there's some uh, validity in that. I think look, the challenge is, um, again, so let's go back. So, so much has changed in the last year, and I think this is one of those things potentially. So, you know, we're used to human touch, human interaction. Yeah. Suddenly, uh, suddenly we're, we're blocked off from that. And so when the phone rings, you perhaps pick up the phone more. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm in your account for this because I did do that. I did pick up a lot more calls. Uh, I, I genuinely went for a rule probably about two years ago where I was like, right, I'm just not going to answer um, a local 04 number that's not from a mobile um, because I just know that I'm going to be annoyed and I'm going to be wasting my time telling someone that I don't want to do business with. Because um, I was just getting so many, right? And it was from banks and credit card companies, and, uh, yeah. financial advisors. And, it was, and this was the problem, right? It was just like literally when you're on a list in, in some places, you can't physically get off that list. Because when you do say, take me off your list, you know they just hang up and move on to the next number. Nobody's taking yeah. you off a list. And yeah, so it's an easy so, process anyway. Yeah. So, so, but last year, sitting at home, working from home, obviously started picking up the phone more and, and things like that. And, um, and then obviously we kind of invested in a, in a business that does it. So I started picking up a lot more calls, I think, just from a market research perspective in terms yeah. of, okay, well, what is it that these guys are doing that, that perhaps we can learn from? So, but this was no different, I guess, in some, you know, we, we've discussed on this show about the behavioral changes that have happened inside all of us um, yeah. because we can't operate in the same way now because the same way isn't how we function, right? And I think it goes back to when I said to you, right, Andrew, you need to book a flight. Um, <laughs> was it a flight? It was a, a hotel. It was like, we need to book a hotel. Yeah. Where are you going to go? And it, and it had been a year since we'd booked a hotel. And I said to you, mate, you need to book a hotel. Where are you going to go? Because I went through the same process. And you said, oh, I'll go to Google. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I was like, because where would you have gone before? And you were like, I'd have just gone straight to booking.com, right? And this is this is that, yeah. that change because we haven't done stuff. You know, we, we kind of behave slightly differently now. And, and and, you know, there's tons of opportunities on the back of that. And I think, yeah, I mean, look, picking up the phone more is definitely one. Um, because, again, you know, and there's also people, look, we're lucky we've got families and stuff around us. There's a lot of people who are living on their own and haven't seen people for ages. We've still got people in our team who, who genuinely don't leave the house unless they are physically forced to leave the house and they run out of food. Um, 
you know, because they're still very kind of scared of what's going on around us, right? So, so mm -hmm. for those people, you know, if they don't pick up the phone within one or two rings, I'd be surprised because it's like, you know, this is human interaction, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, I also think as well that potentially, you know, the the it's 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 also about you know, and we've obviously, I guess, we should have some element of separation. I mean, you know, telemarketers. Um, you know, are ringing for sometimes different reasons. Um, so they're ringing for kind of updates on information. They're ringing to clarify certain information they may have, looking to qualify certain information versus financial advisors. It's very much a hardcore sale, um, you know, in, 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 in that sense, um, when, it, when it comes to that. But in, in, in that mind, I mean, you know, what these, these companies themselves, I mean, Obviously, we're exposed to it because you know it's part of it. But but I mean, I think that I think that the way that they're approaching us is different as well, right? Um, I think that that you know the way that the that I've had some of these calls through, you know, and and for whatever reason they've obviously had to be a bit smarter or or whatever. Um, I think mm -hmm. what we've looked at traditionally on on um, all of the kind of untrusted. Uh, industries that we spoke about previously, I guess one of the big differences between this is previously